Happy Tuesday! My name is Nick. And my name is Alan. Welcome into the dungeon. Running along the Sea of Swords from the north of Arn to the Sea of Moving Ice, the Sword Coast is a narrow band of territory dominated by the city-states of the area that use the sea for trade. This land is filled with rich history and wondrous tales of adventure and magic, but the lifeblood of its common people is agriculture and trade. A great deal of adventure is to be had for those willing to seek it out. Every route, forest, swamp and mountain range has its own perils. Whether lurking bandits, savage orcs or goblinoids, or mighty creatures such as giants and dragons, ruins dot the landscape and caverns wind deep beneath the surface. In these places, treasures of every living race and a number of dead ones await for adventures intrepid enough to come and claim them. A story begins on a crisp winter's day on the fourth of the claw of winter. The late afternoon sun is glowing gently to the west as it begins its slow decline into the waters of the Sea of Swords. A simple horse-drawn cart pulled by two horses makes its way down towards Fandolin. At the reins is a large and rural-looking man with short brown hair, clean-shaven and little heavy-set. To his side, stirring from sleep, is a small and unassuming halfling. Alan, could you please introduce your character? Yep. My halfling character is that, a halfling. He's small and unassuming. Yeah. He's around 30, 31 years of age and he weighs around 45 pounds and is three feet short. He has a naturally red and curly hair for a halfling because halflings tend to have more brownish, brownish wavy hair and sports an, an equally unusual moustache of the same colour, so a red moustache. Sort of those moustaches that are... So if you imagine a D on its side with a sort of tummy pointing up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Th that kind of moustache. The Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His skin tone is tanned and has hazel, almost green eyes. Also a brief description of what he's wearing. He has an olive green cape that is tattered at the tips, so it's a worn cape, an old cape. He tends to use it as uh, a cover for warmth when he's cold, when it's chilly. And it's fuzz fastened at the front with sort of a tie, a necktie, sort of a, not, not, not a necktie, but you know, like, yeah. So, so, sort of a fastener that holds the, the cape together and the the tie is made of a dark wood intriguing yeah under the cape he wears like a scruffy brown waistcoat and under that an old white almost yellowed with age plain long sleeved shirt his trousers are are rolled up to up to his shin his shins and he prefers prefers sorry to wear no shoes, even in the harsher climates. He has a satchel sort of slung to one side when, he, when he's carrying it, and a shield on his back, strapped to his back. He also carries a quarterstaff with him, which he often uses it, or, or most all of the time uses it as a walking stick. So that, that is my character. And sorry, did you say what, what class you were playing? No, here the class is a druid, and his name is Shrew. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, our Shrew. We're about half an hour away from Fandolin now. You'd asked me to tell you a bit about Fandolin, and you promised me that you'd tell me a little bit about yourself before we part ways. Well, the town of Fandolin is built on the ruins of a much older settlement. Hundreds of years ago, old Fandolin was a thriving human town whose people were firmly allied with the neighbouring dwarves and gnomes, till an orc horde swept through the area, laying waste to the settlements. Fandolin had been abandoned for centuries. It's only been about three, maybe four years, that the settlers from the cities of Neverwinter and Waterdeep had begun the hard work of reclaiming the ruins. Fandolin's now home to farmers like me, woodcutters, fur traders, 
prospectors drawn by stories of gold and platinum in them footholds of the Sword Mountains. You know, Vandalin's residents are quite quiet, hard-working folk who came here from distant cities just to eke out a life amid the harsh wilderness. But visitors like you are welcome here, particularly if they've got coin or news to share. You'll find the Stonehill Idol at the centre of town. So, are... Sorry, could you... The Stone what? The Stonehill Inn at Stone the centre of Inn. town. They offer modest lodgings and meals. And a couple of doors down from the inn you usually find a job board for the adventuring sort. You know, those in search of a little coin. Oh, yes. I'm sure there's plenty of work around now that Dragon's making a nuisance of himself up those sword mountains. A dragon? Arr, dragon. Won't be long before you see him. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings a little fella like yourself down to these dangerous parts? Well, you? I'm not too sure myself after hearing news about the dragon, but um, I, I don't know what I'm getting myself into, obviously. But, well, I heard there, there was a displacement of, of creatures um, from, the, from the mountain into... Well, I heard and I saw, because they were being displaced into where I'm from. I'm, I'm, perhaps I should start from there. I, I come from the mirror of dead men. And perhaps I should start even further back, if you want to know. Are, are you inclined to know my... Are. We've got half an hour. Yeah. I suppose, could kill some time. I suppose we could. Well, I, I was abandoned when I was a baby. Is that too far? Or I do not want to bore you, sir. No, golden stories and news. They're all good around the biggest oh, parts. Good. So, you, okay. So I was abandoned in Neverwinter when I was just a wee baby. In the Hall of Justice, I was brought up by priests of Tyr. They are very stern and... I wouldn't say welcoming. Well, at least that's my experience from them. Anyway, uh, when I grew up, I got fed up of them. Are you falling asleep? <laughs> I thought, oh, I mean, a long day at the rains. Oh, oh, okay. I won't take offense. Well, yeah, when I grew up, I kind of decided that life of a priest was not for me. So I decided to run away. And obviously the priests didn't care much for me as they never followed me. Um, but anyway, I sort of lived around the streets of Neverwinter for a while, uh, you know, trying to make a way for myself and trying to avoid the dangers of the streets. And after a few years, I signed up as a labourer to help with the rebuilding of Lylon. As you can see, I'm not much of a labourer. Uh, Victor was your name, sorry? Vincent. Vincent, sorry, I, I tend to forget names. I'm very sorry about that. But yes, as you can see, I am not much of a labourer. But, as you say, I needed coin as welcome, always, and I needed coin at that point. So I decided to, to go there and help rebuild the, the town. But anyway, to, I, do, I, I, I see it's been a long day and I don't wish to bore you any longer, but there I started having some, some peculiar visions, and maybe I shouldn't talk about this. I don't know if I'm putting myself in danger here, but... Um, yeah, well, I had some visions, and basically, I ended up in the mirror of dead men. And there I found my true calling, which was to protect nature and the wild from aberrations and, you know, kind of unnatural beings, you know. Like, you, you know about unnatural beings, don't you? Why are you talking about ghosts? Ghosts and undead things and all kind of not natural things. Ah, so is that what brings you here then? The dragon? Well, <laughs> well, I wasn't counting on a dragon, to be honest. I, I didn't know I was, I, I didn't know I was going to be encountering a dragon, but something is displacing monsters that are not known to be from the parts I come from and from the wilds and forests around. And me as a druid, I am tasked to protect the wilds and protect things that are not natural to them. So yes, in a nutshell, that is why I'm coming to Fandalin, and perhaps there I can find some gold and something, some answers and some help to get rid of this menace. Alar, that sure be the dragon. What? There's been all sorts of monsters and all sorts of things coming down from the mountains. It's not safe. No, I, I, I gather. 
Vincent continues to drive the, uh, the cart down towards Fandolin. Roll me a perception check. I will. The first roll. Let it be good. It's not too good. It's a six. Yeah, six and eight, nine. 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 As Vincent's. Oh, sort of... sorry. Can, my passive perception is 13. I don't know if that 13? makes a difference. Okay, we'll use your, we'll use your passive perception. Good. So you've been giving your story to, to Vincent's. You notice that one of the horses looks a little uneasy as Yo. he's driving them. Hey. You can sort of see him, like, you know, um, okay. shaking okay. His, his mane. Can you sort of see him a little, <laughs> a little uneasy? Yeah. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Betsy. Betsy. Do I reach the horse? <laughs> you can sort of reach the, the I, I rump. Try, I try to stroke the rump and, and calm Betsy down. There, there, Betsy. Okay, There's here. nothing to worry about. Give me a, an animal handling. Okay. Natural one. <laughs> so as you reach over to sort of... <laughs> do, you wanna, do, you wanna, do you want me to add anything to that? Or you're not even going to bother asking me what my... Yeah, what? <laughs> I failed. No, basically, it's not like it's going to make a difference. But animal handling... Actually... I have plus five on that. Six. So six. <laughs> um, but yeah, for, for story purposes, yeah, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll go there. So as you sort of reach over to to stroke and calm Betsy, the, the cart hits this little pebble on the, on the track. Damn pebble. You sort of, um, not quite as gently as you thought, you sort of, um, yeah, give her quite a tap on the rump and, and she starts to speed up a little bit. Oh, damn. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Victor. Uh, that wasn't my... Vincent, Vincent, sorry. <laughs> I told you, I tend to get uh, names mixed up, but yes, um, that wasn't my intention. I, try, I, I was trying to calm her down. I didn't mean to startle her. <laughs> ah, she jumps with anything, this horse. Well, why do you think she's nervous? Well, there'd be dragons. Okay, but not here. <laughs> I wouldn't be too sure about that. And you what? sort of see him. What? Yeah. <laughs> Please. You keep, I'm yeah. not prepared for this. <laughs> so in, in the horizon, just sort of coming up, you can see nestled into the rocky foothills of the snow-capped sword mountains is the mining town of Fandolin. And from what you can see and from what Vincent's told you, you know that it consists of around 40 or so simple log buildings. It's surrounded by crumbling stone ruins which surround the, the new houses and shops, showing how this must have once been part of a much larger town right. in centuries past. So as you're sort of driving towards Fandolin and it's now within sight, again you sort of see the two horses getting more and more mm. on edge. And you sort of start to see like a cloud coming above you. Sugar! Sugar! So it's an unnatural shaped cloud? Is that the shape of a dragon? <laughs> <laughs> so the horses really start to oh, get damn. on edge. And they start bolting. What? And Vincent's <laughs> like, Oh, Betsy! Or, Betsy! Betsy, get us out of here! <laughs> and as you sort of look up, you see a widespread wingspan of Shit. a ferocious beast um, high above you. Um, uh, j just to make a point here so that the listeners... You, I'm level one, by the way. <laughs> I shouldn't be fighting a dragon, so I don't know what's going on. But okay. So Vincent's trying to hold on to the, the reins and he's driving off this cart down the the trail towards Van Delven. You can see him looking more and more panicked as, as he's doing this. Shit. And the dragon sort of starts swooping down slowly. Okay. But Almost circling. Taunting. Not perhaps taunting, but maybe more like, you know, Surveying. encircling its, its potential next meal. Rap. I'm, I'm but a small halfling. Please spare me. I wouldn't make... Uh, uh, I wouldn't even be breakfast for you. So Vincent's really now driving the horses hard and the wheel sort of clonks on a, on a stone. And... Vincent! <laughs> you, see, you suddenly see Vincent slumped. The reins have, have been let loose. 
Hey, grab, can I grab the reins? <laughs> yeah, you can grab the reins. Vincent, snap out of it! And I slap Vincent. Is he is he knocked out? <laughs> 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 he just hit a bump. Is he knocked out? With your passive perception, you can sort of see a little bit of blood oh, trickling from, from behind his ears. Wait, can, wait, can I like slap? No, that's can I slap him to wake him up? You, you can slap him. whilst I hold the reins. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, give me a handle, an animal handling again, okay. just whilst you're holding okay, onto the reins. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Natural one. Nice. <laughs> so it's two natural ones yeah, already in, in, in the first three rolls of the game. Yeah, I'm gonna get rid of that dice. So you're sort of holding onto the reins and, and the horses are, are pulling left and right. Okay. You're really, really struggling to, to keep hold of it. You're calm sort of down, bouncing Betsy, and, calm and down. jolting all over the place. Betsy! I'm gonna need you to give me either an acrobatics or an athletics check. Oh damn, oh damn. And not my strong point. All right. Poor rolls all night. Six, eight. So as you're holding into the reins with one hand and trying to slap sort of Vincent's back back yeah, into it. Vincent's <laughs> holding with both hands. <laughs> holding with both hands. So suddenly, you know, the, the cart's going all over the place, it's going off the edge of the trail, back on again. You're That's being it. swayed left and right. And you can sort of see the dragon swooping down as it encircles the Do the I get a glimpse guys. of the colour of the dragon? Yeah. It's white. So as you're sort of trying to hold on and you're being swaying, you're sort of now half hanging over the, the side of the cart and the cart's bolting towards the edge of the, the road as the, the dragon's swooping down. This is where I die. <laughs> I haven't even started the adventure. <laughs> now the dragon is getting lower and lower and you can almost feel the, the wingspan and you can sort of see that he's focused more on the horses what? than he is on you. No, Betsy. No! <laughs> Betsy! I haven't known you long, but we, we have a connection, Betsy. So give me a dexterity saving throw for the horse. For the horse? Yeah, just, just roll a d20 and... <laughs> Please be good. Oh, my. What's a horse's dexterity? <laughs> <laughs> just just roll the roll. It's Six. Six. So... As That's the dragon is, the is, is swooping down. Oh god, Betsy. And, <laughs> and Betsy's sort of panicking. You, you can sort of see like the, the hairs on, on the back of her neck and the, and the mane sort of standing on end. What? <laughs> and you just see these claws... No! <laughs> Betsy! Sink into the back Betsy. of Betsy. <laughs> and you, you see this dragon start flapping its oh wings and you can god. really feel the cold coming off it now and the beat of the wings right above you and it starts to pull up and the, you know, you're holding on the cart's starting to lift up. Shit. And as you look to, to your left and right and... What's, what's the other horse's name? I didn't get it. <laughs> the other horse's name is Buttercup. Buttercup, damn. So poor damn. Buttercup is, is sort of trying to gallop in panic but you know, as, as this dragon is lifting Betsy up, you can sort of see that he's running on his hind legs now with with his front one sort of trying to run Shit. um what was your passive perception again wait because uh, crazy thoughts are passing through my <laughs> mind right now <laughs> crazy thoughts are passing through my mind hold on i'll tell you in a minute it how how far is it is the dragon from the floor it's pretty high pretty close to you now because it's it's oh. about as high as the the cart is now so if you imagine the cart is sort of tilting back with the dragon trying to lift up it's only going to be a matter of time before perhaps it either rips the, the horse from the, the actual cart or it's going to start lifting the cart up. Damn it. Okay, sorry, you wanted to know my passive perception? Yeah. 13. 13, yeah. So as you're sort of panicking, looking around, you can see that Vincent's got a hunting knife on... Vincent's got a hunting knife. ...on his side. I know what to do with a hunting knife, and it's not stab the dragon. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to do shit. Oh, come on. You're putting me on a spot here. You're putting me on a spot here. You're putting me on a spot here. I don't want Betsy. Buttercup now, her, her hooves are sort of like, she's, she's running on air at the moment. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I grab the knife. <laughs> Betsy! <laughs> Buttercup! And well, I say goodbye. I cut. Can I? Can I see like a rope yeah, you, attached you can see to the, it? Yeah, you can see where, where she's attached. Uh, so I cut the the rope from the from the cart. As you do that, the cart sort Sorry. of bolts back down again. 
I couldn't do more to save you. And you see this dragon circling off into the sky. You should have taken Vincent, damn you! <laughs> arr, 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 arr. <laughs> see, see Vincent sort of slowly come, coming back to his senses. They were good horses, Vincent. Where, where's, where's Betsy? Look up, Vincent. What have you been sleeping? There's a dragon snacking on your, on your steeds. You sort of see him dazed and, and confused with a little bit of blood sort of trickling from, from behind his neck. Arr, the damn dragon! Fuck! Betsy was a good horse. Yeah. <sighs> Give me the reins. <laughs> What's left of the tattered reins as you've sort of... So we still have Buttercup. The... You still have Buttercup. All right, right. I, thought, I thought he took both. No, no. You, you've managed to save Buttercup and both yourselves as the dragon goes off into the horizon towards God. the mountains. Damn it. Betsy. How can you do this to me? <laughs> In the opening ten minutes, <laughs> I'm supposed to be protecting the wild, not let them letting them die. And in a way, you have. There could have been two dead horses and two True. dead humanoids, True. and dragons got to eat. Yeah. So you sort of see this dragon fly off towards the the Sword Mountains, towards Ice Spy Peak, and yeah, a very shaken Vincent. And a very shaken buttercup sort of continue to trudge their way to towards Fandolin. Vincent, is that the dragon that's causing all these problems? That'll be the dragon. First time I've seen him this close, though. I'm as big as its nail. <laughs> How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to do? How am I? Forget it. Forget it. I think you've, we've earned ourselves a good night's rest. I don't, I don't think I can sleep after this. My wife's not going to be happy. Your wife? You have a wife. And Vincent and, and Shrew sort of make their, their way into Van Delven. So you sort of drive in, and, and as I said before, no, you've got the, the crumbling stone ruins around what are new houses, similar to perhaps what you've experienced in, in Lylon in the rebuilding of the town. And as far as you can see, the town's got no, no walls. You know that there's no sort of garrison. But you see that most adults tend to have their, their weapons on them. Most what? Adults. Adults. I, I heard apples. Apples. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> what kind of town am I in? Crazy one. Crazy town. Crazy town. So Vincent sort of drives you up and leaves you in the sort of the town centre. Oh yes, quite a quaint little town here you've got, Vincent. Fandolin. I love it already. Nothing wrong can happen here, surely. Ah, oh, I know the tone of sarcasm in your voice, young shrew. Well, I'm not that young, but okay, I'll take the compliment. So you've been dropped off and sort of Vincent had agreed to, to drive you into, into, into the centre of Fandolin. And he's off on his way to back to his farm. See you, Vincent. Harsh Rue, take care of yourself, boy. It's been it's been something, alright. I'm, I'm sorry about your your horse, Betsy. So you're you're outside the stone hill inn and to the side you've got the, the town master's hall where the, the quests or that's uh, the quest board that Vincent told you yeah. was was stationed. You sort of come in now, it's late evening and most people are sort of going about their business back home and closing shops and... I'm still outside, I'm outside the actual inn. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit shaken, yeah, so probably want to head into that inn and see if they serve a poor halfling some, some ale or some, some drink or some, yeah. some rest. So you're outside the, the Stonehill Inn, which looks like a modest two-storey roadhouse. From the outside, you can see it's got perhaps no more than five, six rooms. And so you said you, you go in? Yeah, I think I'll head on in and see if they have one of those five or six rooms available for, for me. Perfect. So you walk in and... Is it, it, sorry, what time is it? Oh, yeah, it was, it was starting to get... Yeah, it's, it it's, it's late evening now, so it's, yeah. it's sort of yeah. turning into nighttime now. So you go in and you see there's a, you know, uh, an array of different sorts of people just sort of settling down after a hard day's work getting some ale, getting some some dinner. You walk up to the the bar and you find the proprietor there, 
a short, friendly human. Turns around and says, Hello? Are you a halfling too? Human. Oh. Human, human. You're short for a human. Short for a human, but quite a bit taller than you are. That, that is right. That is correct. Sorry, hello, sorry. So what can I get you? Well, you can get me um, something strong, probably the strongest thing you have in the house, because I've had quite an encounter, I must say. <laughs> yes. So you're coming here searching for gold, and you've been, what, bandits on the road? or No, bandits. <laughs> That's funny. No, no, a dragon, actually. Oh, you've seen the dragon already. Uh, I, I, I've seen the dragon. I have... I have danced with a dragon, literally, practically. You're a funny boy, you are. No, I'm not. It's funny. What's well, it's a figure of speech, you see. I almost fought this dragon. You fighting the dragon? Well, I didn't fight it, exactly, but I could have, if maybe I would have dared to. It was that close, is what I'm trying to say. The proprietor turns round, goes off, comes back and said, you wanted the strongest ring we got. Yes, please, and, and a room to go with that. And he sort of slams down a bottle, sort of thick brown looking liquid, pours your glass, passes it to you. Maybe yeah. something to eat as well, if, if you can find something, maybe a sausage. Sure, we'll get you some sausages and we'll get your no, room ready. No, just one, please. I didn't... Just the one? Yeah. And he goes off, gets your order, sorts out your your room keys, Thank you. directs you to... Um, to... Is payment going to be a problem here? Kind of. Well, the, the bed for the night's about five silver pieces. Oh, well, then that's fine. Then a couple of copper for your, your meals and stuff. Okay, cheap. Shu has his meal, has his uh, incredibly strong whiskey. From oh, the whiskey. Taste, yes. It was whiskey. I thought it was ale. <laughs> you did ask for something yeah, yeah, strong. Yeah, the strongest thing. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you, yeah. you've had a couple of, couple of whiskeys, you've had a couple, you know, you've eaten your meal. Mm. Belly's full. Belly's nice and full. So, are you going back into your room now, or are you heading out? Oh, heading out already. Let's see. And probably, is there anyone in the inn? Yeah, there's a, a, an array of different yeah, sorts of mind the business it. and eating and drinking. I'm probably going to head out just for a little walk across the road to the town master's hall, and that's where the, the guild... The, sorry, the, the billboard was with quests that you could pick up if you needed money and, and that. So yeah, I'm probably going to head out for a bit before I retire to bed. Very good. So you step through the doors and out into the, the cold, crisp night. So you're heading over to, to where the quest boards are. Yeah. Very good. So when you get there, you find that there is indeed a board, as Vincent had told you. Well, Vincent, he was right. And when you get there, you see a number of, of quests sort of seeking for, for help. Hmm. And you can read these out for the, I was going to say for the camera, but there is no camera. No camera. For the listeners, what quests are on the board? Well, hmm, let's see here. Hmm. Perhaps I should have mentioned that Shrew doesn't know how to read. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Hmm. Dwarven excavation quest. Dwarf prospectors found ancient dwarven ruins in the mountains southwest of here and have begun an archaeological. He doesn't know how to read after all. Archaeological dig for treasure. Clearly it's the whiskey. Yes, the whiskey is doing things to me. And relics. They need to be warned that a white dragon has moved into the area. Take the warning to them, then return to Townmaster Harbin. Wester to collect a reward of 50. Damn, 50 gold pieces for warning a bunch of dwarves. That sounds easy. Gnomon Guard quest. A clan of reclusive rock gnomes. Gnomes of a good folk. Re resides in a small network of caves in the mountains to the southeast. The gnomes of Gnomon Guard are known for their magical inventions. They might have something with which to defeat the dragon. Hmm. Handy. Get whatever you can from them if you bring back something useful and don't want to keep it for yourselves. Townmaster having Wester will pay you 50 gold. Again, nice. And Umbridge Hill. 
quest. The local midwife, an acolyte of Chaunthea named Adabra Gwyn, lives by herself in a stone windmill on the side of a hill a few miles south of Fandling. With dragon sightings becoming common, it's not safe for her to be alone. Urge Adabra to return to Fandling. Once she's safe, visit Townmaster Harbing Wester to claim a reward of 25 gold pieces. Well, this one doesn't pay as much as the others. So, let's see. I think I should go for a Norman Guard quest, seeing as it is going to give me something to defeat this behemoth. So yeah. well, although I, I assume you're not setting off or thinking of setting no, off to Norman Guard right now. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking out loud of what I'm going to do, perhaps in the morning or when I sort of gather myself, gather my thoughts. But yeah, imagine like what you just pick up the quest and you have to go to the town master's hall and tell him you've picked it up or something. Or well, once you complete it. All right. So there might be other people. There may yeah, there may be other people trying to. to. Okay, that's that's quite quite interesting. Quite interesting indeed. Although I am inclined to visit what's her name, Adabra as well. She's lonely, poor thing. We'll see in the morning. I'll have a sleep. I'll have sleep and think about my options. I think that's the wisest thing I could do right now. So you head back to the inn? Yeah, head back to the inn. Uh, order another of those nice whiskies that I found I, I enjoy. I've grown, I've grown accustomed to the... Grown fond, as you Grown fond, yeah. Your face and tongue have gone numb from the, <laughs> <Yeah>. the fire water. <laughs> my taste buds have gone numb as well. And drink it, sat down by the bar for a bit and then head on, head on off into my room to retire for the night. So you head up, you, you do your, your things, you go to sleep, you wake up the next morning feeling quite rested, a little bit of a headache as well. <sighs> I was hoping that was a nightmare, but no, poor Betsy, did go. Do you need to Need to Change pee. Your... I need to pee. Yeah. <laughs> Brush my teeth. <laughs> We're not going to go into all the, the nitty gritty right. uh, role playing stuff um, like that. Oh, or, or change, sort of, change my. Do you need to, or do you want to set any new or repair na- rather nah, any spells? Or? No, for now I'll just keep what I have. So you head downstairs. You you eat your breakfast. What are you going to do? Probably just going to start adventuring. Start <laughs> just <laughs> go. Yeah, what am I gonna do? <laughs> Wait, so you know, are, are you up on supplies? Have you? No. Do you I, know where you're going? No, do you know I any have of no these idea what I'm doing. I'm, I'm lost, actually. <laughs> Could I have taken the the advert from the board? So you want to actually rip it off? Yeah, that, I I would have ripped it off. Okay. Actually, I'll go and rip it off now. I'll go and rip it off now because I can't remember what I had to do. So I go over it again, and. I think I'm gonna approach. I've 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 left the Stone Hill Inn. Okay. Sort of, and I think I'm gonna go into the Town Master's Hall. See see who's there. If I can speak to anyone there. Okay. So you make your way over to the Town Master's Hall, and when you get there, you see that it's a, a building with sturdy stone walls, a pitched wooden roof, with a bell tower at the back. All right. And the job board that you saw, yes, it has still got those sort of bits of paper with the quests on that you were reading last night. And yeah. you, you, one thing that you perhaps didn't notice last night after those uh, whiskies that you had had following your your ordeal with the dragon was that they're, they're all written in the same hand. Mm. Yeah, I imagine, I'm imagining it's from Town Master Hubbing Wester. So can I rip the one about... Actually, I'm going to rip the three of them out okay, <laughs> and just keep them, yeah. Keep so, them for, so. for future reference. Do I actually reach? <laughs> we'll say that you do. All right. The last one, perhaps you have to sort of give a little awkward jump just to, to reach the, the top one. There we go. Now I don't have to remember them. So apart from that, the, you notice that the door is, is closed. Hmm. Okay. So can I walk up to it and try and open it? When you try to open it, you, you notice that it's locked. I knock. Who's there? Well, it is I. Shrew, I come here looking for quests and adventures, and I have 
picked up a few quests that you had displayed on this very fantastic and wooden board outside your, your doors, and I would like to get some more information, if that's okay. If you're a dragon, know that I'm far too thin. What? I'm too bony to make a good meal. What? How, how would a dragon be speaking to you, kind sir? I don't know, but the, the stories about dragons, you know, shape-shifting and magic and all sorts of stuff. How do I know that you're not a dragon? Um, you can open the door and see that I am... That's not going to happen. Okay. I'm not opening this door. Okay. So is your name Harbin Wester? That is my name, yes. Okay. And would you pay me 50 gold if I go and get this Gnomer Guard quest done? If you bring something that's of worth to, to fight the dragon, yes. Then... Provided if, you're not the dragon. If I am going to fight the dragon, why would I be the dragon? Think of that. Oh, they be wily creatures. I'm not going to sit here and debate. How can I prove to you that I am not the dragon? I don't think you're going to be able to. Okay, so you're not coming out. But if you bring me something to kill the dragon, I'll pay you the 50 well, gold. Well, i got something with me, but if you don't open, I cannot give it to you, can I? Well, you'd have to leave it here on the door, and then when it's safe for me to come out, <laughs> I'll have it retrieved. You're being ridiculous. Uh, are you the town master? I am indeed. Does the town master not... hide behind doors? Is this what this town... Well, if I get eaten, who's going to be the town master? Well, uh, someone not as as cowardly as you, surely. Come back when you bring me something of yours. I've got something. <laughs> Stop stuttering. <laughs> I'm not the dragon, damn it. I've got something of worth. I'll leave it here on your doorstep. And when you feel it's safe, step outside and I'll... <laughs> I can prove to you that I am not the dragon. You can try and roll a persuasion check. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful rolls tonight. Natural one. <laughs> you you get the sensation that there's nothing you can say at the moment that, that mm. this guy's gonna gonna open the door. So why? Just tell me this, uh, Mr. Harbin. Why would I bother going all the way to find some reclusive rock gnomes if the, when I come back you're not gonna open anyway? Well, I'll pay you. I'll How? Through here. You sort of see the little letterbox open. Okay. Through here, I will put coin by coin into your purse. Okay. <laughs> that could take a while, but fine. Okay. So, could you maybe direct me to someone perhaps braver than you that could maybe direct me in the right course? <laughs> so, you spend some time talking to you and he gives you sort of the, the rough coordinates. Oh, you, yeah. <laughs> you, you don't know, obviously, the, the lay of the land here. So, he gives you some rough directions to, to help you get going. As he's sort of describing the the path for you to take, incidentally, you will you would have to pass through Umbridge Hill, right, to actually get to oh, the Oh, okay. So he mentions that as well. Yeah. So yeah, then perhaps I would do well to maybe stop by this local midwife's home and see if she wants to join my endeavors. Had you gone to Dwarven excavation, you wouldn't have passed directly through it, but it is on your way, and I, I thought it would be important to point that out before you go there. Yeah, yeah. so I'm heading towards Norman Guard, but I'm making a pit stop at Umbridge Hill. So Umbridge Hill is about five miles or so. It'll take you just a little while to to get there, if memory serves me correct. A little over, a little over an hour and a bit. Okay. On horse or walking? Walking. All right. I, I could do with a walk. I don't want to be the target of another dragon attack. So yeah, I'm small, a dragon won't see me. Maybe. You yeah. hope. Yeah, I hope. But <laughs> if, I, if, I'm, if I'm going on a on horse, I might be easier to spot. So you're making your way towards yeah, Umbridge Hill? Then. Yeah, I got a few... You know, I started with a few resources and food and, you know. So I'm not gonna bother much looking for food or anything like that. Although perhaps I should ask if there's someone that may sell any potions or or something? Is it uh, something you'd have asked? Yeah, Harbin, yeah. Harbin Whisper. During my conversation, I would have probably asked Harbin if there's a a local shop that sells any any potions that may help me on my journeys. Okay, so he would have explained to you. There's a couple of shops in town. There's Barthens Provisions. Barthens Provisions, which sells you know ordinary goods and supplies, stuff like backpacks, bedrolls, right. ropes, rations. Yeah, I think I have. I'm covered in that. 
front. Then you've also got the Lion Shield Costa, which is a merchant base com uh, merchant company based in the city of Yartar. What? Over well, 100 not... miles to the east. Okay, that's a bit far. Though. <laughs> <laughs> like... no, the shop isn't there. They're linked with with oh, those people, right. and and you know they, you get things shipped over, all sorts of armor, weapons. But Harbin does tell you that they won't sell any weapons to people that they perceive to be a threat to the town itself. I'm not much of a threat, am I? And you'd ask particularly for potions. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, mm. the only person that sells potions is, him. is Adabra, who is in Ambridge Hill. So Hello. she doesn't actually sell them in town. She and brews them and, and sells them there. All right. And she's the only person in this area that, does that makes so. potions. Okay, so with that being said, I wish I'd make my way to Umbridge Hill. You start making your way down towards Umbridge Hill. Yeah, keeping... I, I don't want to be like directly in the, on the road. Like, I'm on the road, so... But I'm on the side of the road, <laughs> okay. in the middle. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Are, are you going at a normal pace? Are you sort of yeah, stealthing your nah, way all nah, the way there? Nah, or? Nah. Normal pace, because at the end of the day, I'm small. Is the road surrounded by by trees and an overgrowth, so it's more sort like of, open. Sort of rocky hills and bushes and shrubs. There's not the much tree. Not not an awful lot oh, of cover. Right, okay, so I'm screwed. So as you're sort of making your way on, based on the directions that that Harbin gave you to, to get there. You sort of see someone even smaller than yourself walking towards the same general direction as you. Is he close? They are... I mean, you can catch up to them in a, in a few minutes. So they're in front of me walking the same direction? In the same direction, yeah. So I run, I sort of start jogging. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hi. Hi there. As you get there, this little gnome sort of turns round mm. and, and sees you. And she's a female gnome with shoulder length brown hair. She's wearing her leathers and, and her furs to keep her warm from the cold. You see that she's carrying a sort of like a crooked staff with her. Hi, yes, how can I help you? Well, first of all, nice staff you have there. I, I, I carry one myself, not as epic as yours, I'd say. And it's not often that I see a Folk of the same stature as, as as me. She's quite a bit smaller than, well, than you, but but yeah. I didn't want to be rude, but I, <laughs> I I don't normally find folk that are shorter than me. You know, it makes me feel tall for once. But anyway, are you by any chance a rock gnome? I think I'm going to be direct here, and I am indeed. Oh, <laughs> then quest complete. <laughs> I found the reclusive rock gnomes. Um, are you headed over to Nomengard? Nomengard. Nomengard. Yes. Oh yes, I am. But I'm, I'm sort of making a pit stop to get some some potions. Oh. I was, I was hoping to sort of bump into somebody along the way, you know, with my stature. I can hold my own, but I wouldn't want to be caught by the dragon or by orcs or by any sort of monsters. If we are caught by the dragon, sorry, what's your name? My name is Fenner. Sorry, what is your name? My name is Shrew. Nice to meet you, Fenner. If Fenner. Fenner? Fenner. Fenner. F-E-N-N-A. In common, yes. Anyway, it doesn't matter how big you are. If you're caught by the dragon, you're, you're, you're most definitely screwed. It's not only the dragon, though. So many beasts and monsters I've, I keep hearing have been pushed down the mountains. Yes, I've seen it with my own two eyes. We should stick together, Fenner. I think so. I think so, too. That's why I said it. <laughs> so, and you're heading to Normengard as well. Can I ask why? Well, because I have this quest that I picked up from Fandling, and I'm supposed to retrieve something. Okay. Well, perhaps we can go and get some potions. And... Yes, I know where to get them. Do you too? Yes, Ad Adabra. I, oh, yeah. I believe her, her name was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've never been to Normengard before. I'm quite excited to. Oh, to I thought you were a rock gnome. I, I am. I thought you were from there. Not necessarily. Well, I don't know where I'm from. I sort of grew up in Neverwinter. Okay. So like me. Oh, we have so much in common. It's almost like fate has played a part in our oh, journey. Nice. It seems so. Yeah, I've I heard about this this uh, village of of gnomes, and I wanted to to finally get to see where where my kind come from. So you guys sort of plod down the <laughs> <laughs> the paths, sharing stories and getting to know each other a little bit better. 
you learn that she's a spellcaster, a healer in particular. Nice. And you make your way down towards the old windmill that Harbin told you to, to head towards. And they are built on the slope of Umbridge Hill. It's an old stone windmill surrounded by an iron fence. As you're looking towards the far distance, towards the mountains, you catch a glimpse, very small, so it's quite far off into the distance. But you recognize that shape. You sort of see it circling above the, the mountain tops. Look. <laughs> Can you see over yonder? That little speck? Is that some kind of bird? Yes. A scaly bird. It's a dragon. Oh, that's the dragon that people have been talking about. Yeah, I encountered it yesterday on the road towards Fantling. Really? It attacked me. It attacked you? How did you survive? Well, we kind of used a decoy. It was a horse. Poor thing. Betsy was her name. Poor Betsy? Yeah. I feel safer now knowing that you're with me. No, you survived I that dragon. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to kill that dragon. Don't be fooled. So you sort of see the dragons uh, sort of surveying its, its new domain perhaps hunting for further prey or treasure. And as you focus your sight towards the old windmill, you see a large-shaped beast with a spiky tail that's trying to knock down the windmill's front door. As you're looking, you see a woman appearing in the second-floor window. You sort of see her waving at you and yells, A little help over here! What, what am I supposed to do? What is that? So as you're sort of looking and... and surveying this beast that's trying to knock down the, the door to get into this poor woman. You see it's got a humanoid head on the body of a lion and the wings of a dragon with a long tail ending in a cluster of deadly spikes that you can see would impale a prey at quite an impressive range. Oh shit! <laughs> what on earth is that? I have no idea, but it seems not to be natural, not to be from the wild. It's not from these parts, I don't think. You see these things are trying to bash down the door and the, um, the woman's panicking upstairs. Um, perhaps we should ask it to stop, I don't know. Shall we? Do you want to follow me and see what <laughs> happens? Sorry, how big is this creature? It is... Like, in, Next you know. to you guys, it's pretty big. Right, so yeah, I'm in over my head right now. So I don't, I'm, I'm not thinking I can take this on, basically. As you get closer, this thing sort of turns around and acknowledges Hello. your presence. Hello there. <laughs> yes, I speak. You sort of see it common? moving towards and you. I speak <sighs> a few languages, but not that one. Um, do you speak common, kind sir? Do you want to buy potions too? Perhaps I speak this... common. Oh, you do. Um, what is it you're looking for? Potions? Perhaps the kind woman hasn't opened yet. Lunch. Lunch? Oh, I've got a few sausages here that I didn't eat. Would you care to have some? Some sausages? Yes. I need more than a few sausages. <laughs> okay, okay. Roll, roll me an nature check. Why am I rolling like shit? I haven't rolled over six or nine. Four plus zero is four. So four is your nature check. Yeah. Uh, let's say roll with advantage. Fen is sort of helping you assess yes, the situation. Yes, with zero nature is ridiculous. I don't know how that happened. 19. Thank you, Fen. Okay, so you're sort of... Perhaps it's because you're a bit shaken still by the by the incidents last night and by this other ferocious beast staring you down. Sort of drool coming down into the side of its face. And Fen sort of jolts you in the elbows and you know, she's pointing to, to the body. And you realise that it looks quite thin for, for such a ferocious beast and by its sort of stature you can almost tell it, it looks a little weak compared to what you would have imagined it to be and in the voice as he's been talking to you he seems frustrated and tired. Okay calm down, what, what is your name? <laughs> calm down. What is your name? We can help each other here. Zurtas. Sorry? Zurtas. Surtas, very nice name. Um, what if, what if I made some arrangements and bought you a big, nice meal to satisfy your hunger? You look quite hungry there, sir. 
we could have a party. We could have a bonfire. We could have... I'm sure this kind lady has some food, some I'm sure it'd be quite tasty on a bonfire. Who? Me? <laughs> no. We can, we can hunt. We can get some hogs. We can get some, you know. I don't want to get it for any of I don't want to get hurt. What? You bring me some, some game. Yeah? And the three of you will live. Some game. And the three of us will live. Okay. What kind of game? What do you like? Do you like boar? you like deer? What is it? Boar, deer. Okay. Halfling. No, sir. <laughs> Let's not go there, please. I don't... I promise you, I don't taste as well, as, as nice as I look. So you sort of see the... This, this large beast sort of circle around. And he, he sits himself in front of the door. Back to the door. Like, you're not getting in, but he's... He seems content that you'll bring him something worth eating. You sort of, you sort of see his, his paws go down and, and his head resting on it. He looks very tired. Benna. Yes? Let's, let's step away a second and let's, let's think about this a second, because... What should we do here? What do you think we should do here? Because I think we've got more chance of finding something for that beast to eat. We'd just be a, a mere morsel to him anyway. He'd eat me, then he'd eat you. And he'd eat that poor woman up there as well. Do you think that if we feed it, he would then be satisfied and leave? Or would we give him strength to then... She looks towards the beast and... I think he'd probably be satisfied and, and leave. He doesn't look like he wants a fight. I mean, look at us. A halfling and a gnome. He could have eaten us already if he wanted to. You're right. Okay, I feel a bit conflicted because I should be protecting the wilderness but I mean I don't know if this is a natural being or I, I'm a bit in over my head here I, I haven't learned enough of my craft yet to to be able to to deduce these things and should I be helping this what to me looks like an unnatural being I don't know it looks like a like a mix between a lion and a dragon yeah at least it's not undead I suppose and I'm sure that Adabra could use a bit of help here. So yes, let's... Um, I forgot your name, sorry, it's kind... Sir? Could you... Let me... Surtas. Surtas, yes. A very nice name. Sir. Stop wasting my time. No, I'm not wasting your time at all. I, I want to address you uh, as, as one should. I'm just letting you know we're going to head off into the woods here and we'll be back with a few... a few... Je ne sais quoi, a few <laughs> aperitifs. You will. I'll see you now. Please do, please stop hitting the door. You see him sort of, he's still lying down anyway, where, where he left you. Okay, stay there. Standing guard. So you and Fenner wander off looking for some shrubs or, or wooded areas to, to hunt. Can I track something? Can I try and track something? Yeah. That would be a survival maybe? Yeah, survival. Actually, the, the example given is to search for tracks. So I'm trying to search for big game, a boar, a deer, whatever, maybe. Yeah. 16. 16, yes, yeah. so you've spent some time and you do find tracks of, of deer, what you would recognize as deer. Okay. And, you know, you're, you're sort of following these, these tracks. How, how are you following these tracks? You know, are you just panically barging through, no, no, through this I, land? No, no, I'm laying low, I'm stealthing, I'm smelling there, I'm picking up twigs. And seeing if there's any, you know, excrement on the floor, picking it up, it's fresh. Okay, so the, the key there was stealthily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you're sort of running, panicked. No, I know, I know. Oh, we need to find a deer. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm running for the whole I, I, woods. I, I'm doing it the proper way. Okay, so what did we say about stealth checks? Um, am I rolling them for you or, yeah, or do you want yeah. to roll them? We said in episode zero, you haven't heard that one. You might want to check it out because there's a few things we explained there, but we said that you would roll them for me. Ah, yes, because you, you would always think that you are I would know, stealthing. yeah, I would think I'm always stealthing, and if I roll poorly, I know already that I, yeah, of I, course. I've rolled poorly. So it Ma makes sense. So do you want to give me one of your d20s? Not really, because I've been rolling like shit, <laughs> so use one of yours. Okay, and we will roll for Fenner as well. What's your stealth modifier? That would be two. Two. Plus okay. two. That's one heavy dice. Yeah, that one was quite heavy. Okay, so you're sort of crawling through the woods, and uh, as as you described, you know, picking up twigs and yeah. 
sort of tasting the air and sort of using your your druidic skills and, and knowledge of, of the land to sort of track these these deer prints and as you sort of come into a clearing for the the overgrowth and the trees and, and bushes you see two deer mm. just in the distance a, a larger adult looking deer and a small one a, a fawn I believe I believe so is, is the term Fena get down stand away from the wind you don't want these deer smelling you and I cast Entangle. Okay, and what does Entangle do? So you get grasping weeds and vines from the from the ground, 20 foot square, starting from the point within range. So it's 90 feet range. It turns into difficult terrain, but a creature in the area, most importantly, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. Okay, so just pulling up deer stats. <laughs> Dear stuff. Okay, so my spell the, saved the two deers. Sorry, don't don't tell me that yet. The adult one has rolled a nine, and the the young one has rolled a thirteen. Shoot, shoot! But save DC is thirteen. So the small one just makes it. So as these sort of vines come up and grasp the, the mother, you sort of see her panic, trying to back and kick her way out, and as her young fawn starts bolting off into the woods in panic so I see it turn around and, and look back classic bandy moments Fena, I can't do this but it's either we take the deer or he's gonna eat at Abra she's the only potion maker in town the whole town will be screwed but the fawn is now motherless well, the, the the mother hasn't been killed yet. She's sort of entangled in, yeah, this, in these vines. It's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I still have the knife, by the way. <laughs> you didn't get rinse in the knife back? No. Say, <laughs> so he, he was so out of it and then sort of snapped back, he probably didn't realise until it's too late. So I start walking towards the deer with my knife in my hand. He starts to see her sort of kicking and bolting, trying to, to get out of the... Out of the vines. I go up to the deer and... I'm sorry. I wish it, there could be another way, but your sacrifice will probably save all of the country and all of the wilds around here. You do not die in vain. So you're trying to calm the... Yeah. The deer down. I lay a hand on, on its head. Oh, he gave me an animal handling. 16. 16. So you sort of see as, as your soothing voice filled with pity and, and respect for, for this poor, magnificent beast of the forest. You sort of see her eyes, big brown doe eyes, looking up at you. And she sort of calms down a bit as you sort of stroke in the back of her head. I put my hand over her eyes, bring the dagger to her throat, and slit the baby. Request the Apache. And I shed a little tear. So the, the deer collapses onto the floor, its throat slits, and it looks like you've got a, a sizable piece of gain to, to take back. Do you think this is enough to appease Surtas, Fena? I hope so, but how on earth are you and I going to drag back a, a deer? Good question. <laughs> I was hoping that you perhaps... Good question. So, how heavy is this thing? Let's see. Probably heavier than you are. <laughs> it's quite a big, juicy deer. Okay, I've got an idea. How far away would I say we are from this Surtas? Okay. Say you spend maybe about an hour and a half tracking. Okay, not a good idea. Okay, don't, I'm out of ideas, Fena. What? What say you? Do you have any? Any? What are you anyway? Do you? Do you? Do you do anything? I, I do some magic. Okay, what well, can you do, like, levitate, levitation <laughs> and stuff? <laughs> I'm not that powerful a, okay. a mage or healer or, or whatever you want to call me. Okay, so I've got, I've got an idea. Why don't we... Are you, are you good at... Are you, do, you, do you maybe carry an axe or something? Will you? No, I've oh, got no axes. Okay, okay. Bad I idea. have my staff. Staff. Hmm. Staff. 
<laughs> That's We're not, not using my stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. What if we... F I'm, I mean, we are around wood, so what if we find some logs, perhaps rounded logs, and maybe we can make a sort of, you know, a thing where we push the DIA on the logs and then, you know, roll <laughs> it over the logs? So roll it and then when you get to the end, we'll stick another log and... Yeah, like they used to carry the bricks in ancient Egypt. <laughs> to transport, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a few logs, one after the other. Yeah. Roll the DIA over them. And then yeah, move the logs in between us. Maybe we take ten hours <laughs> to get there. So yeah, you spend some time searching. You can, you know, you found all sorts of assortments of sticks and logs. Well, maybe you're not in like a massive forest. Yeah. You've been able to find four or five logish pieces of wood, but they're not perfectly round. They're mm. like bits of tree that have fallen off. I'm gonna try and place them in a way where I can get the DR on it and start rolling. rolling so you sort of arrange them into four or five? Yeah. Just, so I'm just trying to sort of picture so. Right now I'm just placing one after the other, then I'm trying to prop the deer with the help of Fenna obviously, on top of it and start pushing the deer across the logs. And when the deer gets to the end, gets one of the logs and put it in front and, you know, carry on. Okay, yeah. So the, you start doing that, moving at a painfully slow pace as the deer being rolled over these things, head and neck flopping all over the place and the hooves and then you've got to get the, the log, put it at the front again, mm. readjust the deer back onto the logs. This might this might take a while, Benna. It might do. How about we just try dragging the damn thing? Okay, I, 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 <laughs> why did I think of that? <laughs> I thought that perhaps we wouldn't be able to, taking our stature into consideration, but yes, let's try it. You grab one leg, I'll grab the other. <laughs> so you both start dragging this, this poor deer and it's like... Boom, 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 over the, the different bits of logs and twigs and stones. It's heavy work. It's moving faster than one log on top of the other. I hate heavy work. You guys are quite small so your, your muscles are starting to hurt and you're working up a real sweat as you're doing this. It took you about an hour and a half to, to get there and hunt the deer, but you were tracking and going stealthily. Now it's taking about the same amount of time as you're sort of dragging this through the path back there, uh, towards the Surtas. windmill. Towards Surtas. Towards Surtas. So as you, you're sort of now seeing the windmill there in the distance, both of you out of breath, dripping with sweat. This poor deer has lost half of its skin and fur that has been <laughs> dragging down. Surtas, <laughs> you better be grateful. This has taken a while. It's the biggest deer we found in the forest. You sort of see Zurtas get up, stretch, like, you know, like as you would normally see a, a cat sort of stretch out its back and its paws. That took you some time. Well, we are small. Indeed, this will do nicely. I'm, I'm this glad. will do nicely. I'm glad. What the hell did you do to it? Well, we had to drag it here. It's <laughs> kind of lost a bit of its skin, its face, and you know. It's good enough for me now. You sort of see it pick it up with its jaws and start dragging it off. Has he left the door? He's, he's moved away from oh, the so door now. sort of unassumingly get closer to the door? So and you're walking towards the door and sort of... Yeah, it's like shifting towards the door. Yeah, he's, he's more interested in the... In the deer you've brought him. He's like, thank you, leave today. Well, so, today only. Well, this should keep me fed for a few days. Maybe I'll get my strength back. And then what? Where are you going? Then perhaps I can hunt. But not me. <laughs> well, we'll see one day. And okay. sort of see him dragging off. Looks content with... Well, see you around, Surtas. See you around, Halfling. My name is Shrew. Thank you, Shrew. So that's a wrap. Episode 1 concluded our maiden voyage into the dungeon. Thanks for hanging around and for listening. We really hope you enjoyed that, and it would mean so much to us if you leave us a review and subscribe on your podcast play of choice. Yeah, and remember to visit us on our website. That's i2td.com. I, to the number two, td.com and there you'll find links to all our social media we are 
active on Instagram, on Twitter. And you'll also find an invite to our server, to our Discord server, where we're trying to build community there. So if you want to talk to us directly, we'll be hanging around there in the channels and we can have some fun and games and hang around and talk. So make sure to visit us there. And you'll also find links to our Patreon and Buy Me A Coffee pages. Yeah, as you've seen from episode one, we're just one here in our party. We're going to need all the assistance we can get. And by supporting us on Patreon, you can join the exclusive Order of the Enlightened Discord channel. And you'll also get other perks like behind the scenes, sneak peeks, bonus content, and all that jazz. That's right. Alternatively, you can also buy us a potion through buymeacoffee.com as a one-off donation. Yeah, either of these will go towards the time and effort that we spend and resources on crafting our episodes and future content for you and will generally help us expand and grow. Yeah, and I think this is a great place to introduce our, our little game with our, with our listeners. Yeah. Something I like to call the end of the episode club. And I like to call the last one standing. So make sure to, to tell us which name you like better. <laughs> end of the episode club or the last ones standing. So yeah, basically this is just a little game that we'd like to play with, with you, our listeners. And we'd like to, you to incorporate a password that only the, only the most hardened adventurers <laughs> yeah. that delve into the dungeon with us will have the pleasure of hearing. So if you can leave us a comment with the phrase, you're being ridiculous, that would certainly make us chuckle and laugh. And we'll know that you've hung around right till the end and you'll have our eternal thanks. Try and incorporate it in a clever way in your comment and make us, make us laugh, make us think. Yeah, perhaps the, the funniest ones will, will get a shout out on our Discord channel. Yeah. So with that, we bid you farewell. Thank you for listening in and hope you can catch us next time as we delve into the dungeon.